When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Breastfeeding your baby didn't turn out exactly how you had planned, and you need to at least partially formula feed your baby. Or perhaps that was the plan all along, but you want things to be different with your second child. This time, your plan is to breastfeed your baby for as long as possible. Well, that's easy to say, but how difficult is this transition? And what tips can help you along the way? Today, we're talking about breastfeeding after formula feeding your first baby. We're the Boob Group. I use a breast pump. I hand express milk for my baby. I exclusively breastfeed. I use a nipple shield. I breastfed after a C-section. I use a milk bank. I breastfeed in public whenever I feel like it. I pump at work. I breastfeed with a cover. I breastfeed twins. I give my baby bottles. I made my own supplemental nursing system. I supplement with formula. I talk to my baby while I breastfeed. I'm breastfeeding as a survivor of sexual abuse. When I have extra milk, I share it with other moms. We are equal. We are the Boob Group. Welcome to the Boob Group. We're here to support all moms wanting to provide breast milk for their babies. I'm Sunny Galt, and I'm leading today's conversation with a few other mamas, which you're going to meet in just a second. Are you a member of the Boob Group Club? You'll get bonus content after each episode. You'll also get PDF transcripts of all of our shows and much more. You can visit newmommymedia.com for more information. And if you're listening to our shows through iTunes or through our own iOS app, then we would love for you to leave us a review. It's the best way for for new parents to find out about our shows. And leaving reviews, if you've never done that before, super easy to do. Uh, there's a ratings and review section if you look for that. And um, I believe you can leave it too on the iOS app. It you know, comes built into your iPhone for all of you iPhone users out there. So super easy to do or through uh, the iTunes if, if you access iTunes through your computer. Easy to do it that way as well. All right, so let's meet the mamas joining our conversation today. Ladies, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family, and also let us know more about your experience with breastfeeding and formula feeding. So, Graham, let's start with you. Hi, my name is Graham, and I have two kiddos. Andrew is almost three, and Rory is five months. I tried my hardest to breastfeed with Andrew, and it just it didn't work for a variety of reasons. I had so much milk. Like I can't even explain to you guys so much milk. And this poor little baby, he just could not keep up with the amount that was that was coming out. I also had really bad, really, really bad postpartum depression and a lot of, of really bad hormonal swings. And it all just kind of hit at the same time. So pretty much every time I tried to breastfeed or to pump, I started sobbing just crying uncontrollably. Mm. Um, and I wanted to do it so bad. And I just, it just never really worked out. So I ended up pumping for a couple of months. And then we just switched to formula, mostly for me, not really for him, but for me and my mental health, for me to be okay. And then got pregnant again. And I really wanted to do it again. But this time I told myself, okay, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work and it's it's okay. And I tried to go into it as clear-headed as possible. 
and she eats like a champ. This kid eats like it is her job. Um, and it it's actually is. healed a lot of, it's healed a lot of the issues that I had from, from breastfeeding the first time. It's been wonderful. So it can totally work. Yeah. That's awesome. Shelly, tell us a little bit about your experience. Hi, I'm Shelly Rogers. I am married to Nathan and we have three daughters. Coraline is six. Uh, Nora is three and Marigold is eight months. And with Coraline, I formula fed and nursed her. Um, I nursed her exclusively until she was about four months old and started having issues with my supply that could have been pump related and it could have been just my lack of education related. I'm not real sure. So I formula fed or supplemented with formula for about let's see, for about 10 months or so, maybe not quite that long. And then when I had Nora, I decided that I was not going to stress out about nursing, or rather I wasn't going to stress out about my milk supply and actually ended up, I continued to nurse Coraline until she was, I believe, five. And so when Nora came along, I was tandem nursing and had a huge supply. So I was actually able to donate milk the whole time I nursed Nora. And then when Marigold came along again, I have a big supply, didn't have any need to supplement with her. And I, up until about a month or so ago, I was donating milk. So that's kind of what makes me think I may have sabotaged myself and not realized it with Coraline because I had such an abundance of milk with Nora and with Marigold. That's awesome, though, that you had that the second time around. And we'll dive into that a little bit more in the conversation because Helen might be able to shed some light on that. So, Helen, you're a mama as well. You're also the expert for our episode today. But tell us a little bit more about your role as a mom. Who are you a mom to? Sure. I have three kiddos. I have an eight and a nine-year-old, and then I have a three-year-old daughter. They're all breastfed, but not exclusively, especially my first one who did go exclusively to formula at 10 months. So I have some experience both ways. And my experience with switching to formula after seeing my supply dwindle is kind of what gave me the uh, inspiration to start Milkies and to talk to moms about breastfeeding and kind of share good information, share the data about how we can meet our breastfeeding goals, because I didn't really have a clue. And I think like a lot of the other moms uh, that are on the podcast today, I sabotaged myself and didn't even realize it. And I think that was the most frustrating part. I think we all kind of do that. There might be a common denominator as we continue with our conversation today, because I can relate to that too. So you guys know me, but I'm Sunny, and I have four kids of my own. And I was not happy with the way things turned out with my first two children, both singleton babies. My last two are twins. And so um, with my boys, um, now ages five and three, I think with my five-year-old, I really didn't know much about breastfeeding. Um, kind of sounds silly because we were doing these podcasts, but I was just kind of learning about how the whole thing works. And honestly, until you've got a baby to practice on, it's all in theory. <laughs> I mean, you really, you really don't know until because every baby is just so different. And so really with my first two boys, I would say I breastfed for an average of six months, but that was even incorporating formula into the mix. And then after six months, I pretty much just gave up and went straight to formula for those last six months before we incorporated more foods and things of that sort. So I was really unhappy with that. And when I got pregnant with my twins, I 
I really want to do things differently. And I was really concerned overall about supply because I thought, I think we all kind of go to that supply. It's got to be supply. It's all about supply. And what one thing that I did know is that in those first few days after I have a baby, I just have milk gushing. And one thing I didn't take advantage of in, uh, you know, with my boys was continuing to pump and do all, all that throughout the night so I could use that milk because my body was like, eh, you don't need it so much. And then, you know, your body kind of regulates itself. So with the twins, I'm like, I'm going to really need that milk. And so once I established kind of a pattern of, you know, kind of sucked in the beginning, but I had to like pump throughout the night and whatever, then I was able to have enough milk for both babies and never had a supply issue. So I'm kind of in the boat with you ladies that, you know, I originally kind of blamed did on supply with my boys. And I don't know that that was necessarily the case. And I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more. So ladies, thanks so much for joining our conversation. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. So before we kick off our conversation today, we have a fun segment. We don't do it a lot, but I really like it. It's called What's Your Breastfeeding IQ? And it re- I really should modify it to be like, what's your breastfeeding, pumping, breast milk IQ? Because we talk about a lot of different topics. But basically, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to ask you guys a few questions. And don't worry, because it's either multiple choice or true false. <laughs> and shout out what you think the answer is. We're going to kind of test each other. And then Helen will kind of give us the answer at the end as, uh, as to what the legitimate answer is. And I actually don't have the answers here. So I don't even know the answer. So I'm going to play along as well. So let's just go through some of these. So here's our first question. Breastfeeding can save a family how much money in formula related expenses during a baby's first year? A, at least $4,000. B, $477.62. C, formula doesn't cost much more than breastfeeding. Or D, over $1,200. What do you guys think? A, B, C, or D? I just like how specific B was. I think it was funny. <laughs> I don't think it's the right answer, but that just made me laugh. I, I, I don't think that that's the right answer either. <laughs> it just cracked me up. Oh, that's when shopping at Costco. No. <laughs> okay. Well, so what do you guys think? What's your What's your favorite answer? I think A probably. A. What was A again? A was four thousand dollars. At least four thousand dollars. Oh, I would say at least A, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with A, too. Helen, what do you think? Well, the data that I see is right around $1,500, actually, when you're just looking at the cost of formula. But there's a lot of ancillary expenses that go along with formula. Of course, we have our bottles and nipples. We have, you know, our bottle warmers. And we have all these other things that go along with formula feeding. So it could definitely be as high as 4,000. But I've seen the math worked out to be right around the $1,500 range, just for the formula. We had to give my son really specific formula because of some tummy issues he had. So I know it was way more than that. Yeah. It may, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. So right. I think it would probably depend a little. Yeah, for sure. 
for sure. But the point is, it costs a lot of money to formula feed your baby, right? So <laughs> that right. is a benefit of breastfeeding for sure. Okay, so next question. Breastfed babies have a reduced risk of A, diarrhea, B, ear infections, C, allergies, or D, all of these things? All of these things. All of these. D on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Plus a, whole, plus a whole alphabet of other benefits as well. So we can yes, tell it exactly. to Z with everything that breast milk really helps out with. Awesome. Okay, next question. A breastfeeding mama needs to space feedings so her breasts have time to refill. Is this true or false? Oh, that's false. False. I would say false. You're constantly making milk. Milk is yeah. is in a constant state of creation. So you could nurse your baby constantly. He would just be getting, you know, a small stream of milk without the buildup. But yeah, your your cells are always producing. All right. And last question. A woman typically produces the same amount of milk from each of her breasts. True or false? False. I'll say false because I've seen the proof of that. Oh my gosh, so false. <laughs> the lopsided the lopsided boob effect. Oh, Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, right. Actually I'll pump and one side will get four ounces and the other side will consistently get half half of whatever the other side does. Yes. Right is always double, left is always half. <laughs> I'm the opposite of you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, is there anything to elaborate on that one? Yeah, right on. Well, our, you know, lactation works on supply and demand, and that can work on either side as well. I mean, it, demand doesn't happen bilaterally. It happens on the side the baby's nursing from. So sometimes your baby prefers one side to another, or the internal structures of the breast can have some different convoluted twistiness that can make it more difficult for baby to get milk from one side or another. So there's a lot of things happening inside the breast that we don't get to see going on, but definitely can affect how much milk is made and how much is extracted. You know what's funny? What you just said totally reminded me. When my twins nurse, because I'm tandem feeding my twins most of the time, because when one sees that the other's nursing, you know, they have to have a piece of the action. And so it's so funny. They started this thing where they start on one side and then they switch. They switch. It's not like, you know, one breast wasn't being used. It's like, and I make fun of them when they do it. I'm like, oh, is one side chocolate? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, oh what's gosh. the difference between the two right. sides? Like, I don't know. They're just kind of, you know, what a different view maybe while they're nursing. I don't know. Well, it's kind of funny. Like we think of like right-handed or left-handed and you can be like right-boobed or left-boobed as well. So. <laughs> That is this one's dominant. All right. So that wraps up our breastfeeding IQ quiz. Hope you guys had some fun with that. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
talking about breastfeeding after formula feeding your first baby. And we're excited to have Helen Anderson joining us today as our expert. Helen is an RN and a certified lactation educator. She's also the mastermind behind Milkies. And Milkies is a company that creates several products for breastfeeding moms, including the Milkies Milk Saver, which you probably have heard of. We've actually reviewed that product here uh, for the Boob Group and uh, a bunch of other products as well. So we'll make sure to link to that site so you guys can check out all the products. Helen, welcome to the Boob Group. Thanks for having me, Sunny. Awesome. Okay, so let's just dive into this. Helen, how common is it for moms to make this switch uh, from formula feeding their first baby to breastfeeding their second baby? It's very common. We know that almost 100% of moms want to breastfeed. And the second baby, really, we don't see a lot of difference between the first and second, whether moms want to nurse or not. So they're giving it a try the second time, even if the first time didn't work out exactly how they wanted to. So the things that would preclude going back to the breast after the second baby would be different changes in medication. Like if mom's taking a medication, for instance, some seizure medications or some antidepressant medications that can show up in the breast milk, that might be a reason why mom doesn't breastfeed the second baby. Or if there's been some trauma, maybe she's had a breast reduction or an injury to the breast or something that's going to keep her from breastfeeding the second time around. So if moms don't have any experience with breastfeeding at all, you know, their first baby was completely formula fed. Is there any additional advice that you would give a mom that had a completely formula fed baby in coming into, you know, this situation since it is going to be a little bit, you know, outside the box for them? Well, even if they haven't breastfed, they have dealt with breast milk, right? Unless somebody has a problem with insufficient glandular tissue or some other hormonal issue, even if they didn't breastfeed, they had engorgement, they had, uh, they dealt somehow with breast milk, whether it was binding their breast to kind of make that go away, and then they continued to formula feed, or, you know, however they manage their milk coming in. Uh, because whether or not you breastfeed, Almost all of us do have milk come in. So with anyone, yes, take a breastfeeding class. We know the data shows that moms or parents, it's most effective when you have a partner there with you, uh, that take breastfeeding classes have a much higher rate of success at achieving their breastfeeding goals simply because they know what to expect a lot of us don't see breastfeeding in our everyday life, right? We don't maybe have people in our peer group or our family that are breastfeeding and that talk about what's normal. And so we have to go to a class to get that information because it's not something typically that's going to be shared just in our typical day-to-day interactions. It's going to be something that we need to go to a class for. So we definitely recommend that any mom that hasn't breastfed or a mom that may be breastfed and wants to exclusively breastfeed on the next time around, that she definitely go to a class, definitely get some good information and be prepared. We know that moms that go into the delivery room prepared to breastfeed with that information and that know-how before they have their baby are much more likely to meet their goals. So definitely be ready. 
Okay. All right, mamas, let's get you guys involved in the conversation. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about why you ladies decided to to make the switch or, you know, it may have been something that you were struggling with breastfeeding the first time around. So let's dive into this a little bit. Graham, why did you make the switch? Well, I just I had always really wanted to breastfeed. I had always I was that little girl who was like five who was breastfeeding my baby dolls. You know, <laughs> that was part of what I thought being a mom was. And it was just it was important to me. It was one of the things that was in my head when I saw, when I was daydreaming about what it was going to be like to have children. That was one of the pictures I had in my head and I wanted it. Um, And especially because I didn't get it the first time, that just made me want it more um, because it was so hard for me and it was a thing I felt like I had to give up on the first time or it was kind of taken from me or, or whatever. I just, I wanted it even more. So I did, um, just like Helen said, I went to a class. I found a La Leche League meeting here in town. Um, and I actually talked to, I have, I'm really lucky. I have two really good friends who are, one is a doula, a postpartum doula, and one is a lactation consultant. And I talked to both of them about the problems that I had with my son and they gave me videos to watch on YouTube and recommendations of different holds. And I, I mean, by the time my daughter was born, I had like a million different things to try. Yeah. So many different things. So that if it hadn't worked the second time, at least I could have felt like I did everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Leave everything on the table. Yeah. 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 Tried it all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Shelly, tell us a little bit about your experience as far as making the switch from um, formula feeding or at least supplementing with your first baby to the second. Why Why was that important to you? It just was. I know that's an, uh, an easy answer, but it just it, it, it was almost like there wasn't really an option. I, I don't know. I was so determined, I guess, but not even in a I made a conscious decision way, but it was just... I'm I'm going to breastfeed. That's just all I'm going to do. And it was, it was a very calm. I was, for some reason, I was remarkably calm with all my decisions I made with my second one. (laughs) And um, I actually decided part of the reason why I feel like I sabotaged myself is because I did a lot. I made a lot of decisions based on how much something cost and a lactation consultant was going to be too expensive and it was going to be, easier to do formula because we couldn't, you know, I couldn't afford all the medications and supplements and everything else to, to try to make more milk. And I couldn't, you know, it was a lot of decisions like that. And so I made a very calm, conscious decision when I was pregnant with Nora that I didn't care what anything cost. I was doing it and I was doing it the way I originally wanted to do it. And that's just all there was to it. And I'm still paying off loans from that, even though she's over three. But I'm very, very glad I did that because I I waited a year to see a lactation consultant with Coraline. And I waited two days with Nora. What I love about your story is that you made this decision and you did what you had to do to make it work. You didn't just say, hey, I'm going to try the same things again and just cross my fingers and hope it works. But you said, hey, I'm going to like arm myself with this new toolbox of information. And then, you know, I'm going to give it my my best shot. And I think that's great that you kind of recognized where you needed to kind of shore up your knowledge. And then you went out and you did those things. And Graham, I think you did that as well. And I think that's that's a sign of a really, you know, somebody that doesn't just 
kind of wish things are going to be different, but actually says, you know, does the analysis and says, what do I need to do to really make it work this time? And I, I really admire that. So nice work. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks. I also, I had a lactation consultant at the hospital that was just part of, you know, part of giving birth at that hospital was that the LC and she was a, what is it? IBCLC. Is that yep. right? You okay. got it. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then she just comes by to everybody within the first like two or three hours after birth, just to make sure that everything is, you know, everything's working and, and then comes by every day that you're there. And if you want to see her more, you just let them know and she works you into the schedule. And that's just part of giving birth there. That That's not like an extra fee or an extra, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it is a fee, but it's, it's folded into what it costs. It's not right. like an extra choice that you make. So it just makes me, you know, it just makes me sad that other people are paying, like that Shelly had to pay extra for that. Well, at the hospital I delivered at, I actually, they do have an IBCLC and she's actually helped me with all three kids. Okay. I saw her and my independent IBCLC together a few weeks ago and got a picture of the three of us. Aww. But um, um, <laughs> that she's good, but she's good for here's your latch. Let's fix your latch. Let's do this. Okay, you're good to go. While while I was in the hospital, the independent IBCLC and she's honest to goodness the best in in Middle Tennessee, which is where I'm at. She is very good at diagnosing, okay, this is something that a chiropractor needs to see. Here's the chiropractor I recommend. This is something that I would recommend craniosacral. I would get her tongue tie evaluated, that kind right. of thing. And so she's very, she's the in-depth IBCLC. And so she was the one that I saw two days later, two or three days later with Nora. Whereas with Coraline, I waited a year. My supply was really low, et cetera, et cetera. So we do have IBCLCs in the hospital that are good, but it's good for right now. Mine at the hospital that, where I delivered, she actually started a breastfeeding support group, partially just because of what you were saying, because women needed help afterwards, you know, after you're out of the hospital and, and just, it, it can be kind of lonely, you know, um, especially if you are home and you're not used to being home and then you're home with this baby and, you know, you're having breastfeeding problems. And yeah, so she has a three times a week at our hospital. Yeah. And I love the fact too, Graham, that you mentioned the support groups as a way to kind of get your foot in the door because you're right. There are a lot of independent and maybe even through the hospital as well, consultants that specifically do this because let's face it, it, it's an opportunity for them to meet other moms too and to increase their business. But it's an opportunity for moms to get together, to breastfeed in the same room, to see kind of normalize breastfeeding a little bit more amongst that group, to see what other moms are doing. You may get a totally new perspective on how to hold your baby and breastfeed. Helen, mm -hmm. are there, you know, kind of just to continue on with our conversation, are there some women that, you know, in formula feeding their first baby that you would recommend actually stick with formula? I know that's kind of a controversial topic because we all want to think that we should be able to breastfeed and stuff. But are there specific situations that you can think of now where it might be best for mom to continue on the path of formula? Well, we always recommend donor milk. I know Shelly mentioned that she was a breast milk donor and I've been a breast milk donor in the past. So uh, check with your uh, insurance provider about costs. But donor milk is very safe. Moms with an oversupply donate their extra milk and then it's pasteurized and uh, divided up into sort of serving sizes. And then it's distributed to moms that need it. So that's 
kind of the first choice after mom's own milk. And then uh, if that's not a possibility for whatever reason, then formula can be uh, the best choice for moms that maybe have, uh, like Graham was saying, postpartum depression issues, where caring for a newborn, I don't care who you are, in the best situation, caring for a newborn is so exhausting, so stressful. And for some moms to add breastfeeding onto that is just not a good situation. And it kind of torpedoes the whole joy of having a new baby, the whole postpartum experience. And so for those moms, go ahead and make the switch to formula because the the flip side of continuing to force yourself to breastfeed is more of a detriment, more of a risk to baby's health than anything that can be provided by formula. So bottom line is really we want baby to be fed. And if for whatever the situation is, if that's not possible, then of course formula is going to be your best bet. And and uh, we always want baby to be healthy, taken care of. And that means mom's healthy as well. And if breastfeeding is causing her mental health to go downhill, then she's going to make some other choices in caring for her baby that may not be in their best interest as well. So we always want to look at what's best for mom and baby. And a lot of times that is breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is the mom's goal and that's best for that whole, the dyad. That's good for the pair, the mom and the baby. But if mom is feeling too stressed out from breastfeeding, then formula is going to be your best option. Okay. Well, deciding to make the switch from formula to breast milk is one thing, but following through with that decision, that can look completely different and it can prove to be challenging. So we'll discuss some ways to prepare for making that switch when we come back. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion about breastfeeding after formula feeding your first baby. And Helen Anderson is our expert. So Helen, what are some of the biggest concerns moms have about making this switch from formula feeding to breastfeeding? Well, we see moms, especially ones that have had kind of a traumatic breastfeeding experience with the first baby, come into their second baby, almost dreading their due date of going back into this situation that's really fraught with anxiety and pressure. So what we want moms to do is give themselves the grace, give themselves the permission to try again, kind of have a fresh start and realize that your body is more prepared to make milk the second time around. Research shows that moms on their second babies make 30% more milk in the first week than moms that are on their first baby. So our bodies are preparing us for the second baby to make milk faster. Our cells are already programmed to go ahead and do that. So that's kind of setting ourselves up for success with the second baby. The other thing is moms are sort of more able to identify issues and go ahead and address those early. So if they want to kind of have a different experience the second time around, 
just realize your body's more prepared. And also your second baby is a different human being, right? Your first baby may have had latch issues, may have had some aversion to breastfeeding or just some weird habits that didn't really mesh with you. Um, but your second baby could be a totally different experience. They may have a perfect latch from the beginning, or they may have some different habits that are just more compatible with your sleeping and nursing habits. So kind of give yourself permission to have the fresh start on the second baby. Great advice. And moms, what concerned you most about, you know, kind of diving into this again? And uh, how did you kind of overcome some of those concerns? Graham? Just talking to people and asking a lot of questions. I would say definitely look around for breastfeeding groups in your area. You can find them on Meetup. You can find them just by, you know, Googling your zip code and breastfeeding group, like is probably the easiest way to do it. And then you can go. You can go while you're still pregnant. They love having pregnant women come in. It's like, no, that the one I go to now, we love it when the pregnant mamas come in and we can give all the advice. And just ask them all of your questions. And it's a great way to make new friends too that are in that same kind of period of life that you are. Yeah, that's my best stuff. All right. And Shelly, what would you say? Um, my concern really was giving into my anxiety that can overwhelm me at times. And that's why I had to make the, the very clear decision about not stressing about my milk. And I don't think there was ever really a question of whether or not I was going to do it. Like, I mean, that I would succeed for lack of better words, but I have a tendency to give into fears. And that was, that was what I had to really focus on. My concern was, am, am I going to give into this fear and having to block that fear? Yeah. There's a lot of fear that's kind of tied into this. And I think we we're sometimes we're, we're our, our own worst enemy, you know, we, and, and, and that stress, we actually did a whole episode about stress and breastfeeding because that can totally impact supply and your letdown and all this kind of stuff. So I feel like sometimes we're just working against ourselves in, in that regard. Uh, Helen, what, what advice do you have for moms that are trying to make this switch? What do you usually tell them? What words of encouragement do you give them? The words of encouragement I want to say is, I think we can all agree with this, but give your body a chance the second time and give your body that fresh start to try breastfeeding again, especially if it's a big goal of yours to breastfeed. There's a good chance you're going to be more successful the second time. If you still have to supplement with formula, that's okay. Remember, any breast milk is better than none. So if you're breastfeeding, but you're finding that for whatever reason, your supply isn't keeping up with your baby's demands. Do what you can to increase your supply, pumping uh, during the night, feeding on demand, try some different herbs. But in the end, we want baby to eat. That's the most important thing. So like Shelly said, try not to stress out about your supply. Get your to-do list there and then follow through with that. Awesome. And Mama's last question, any last words of advice that you would give other moms out there that are kind of going through this right now? Graham? Don't be scared because of whatever happened the first time. And if you're worried about it, reach out for as much help as possible. Okay. Anybody else have any thoughts? Shelly, go ahead. I agree with Graham. Have a reach out for help. Have a support system um, ready. I uh, went to a lot of La Leche League meetings. I had my L IBCLC in place and let her know, you know, I might need her. And this may seem kind of odd, but this has helped me actually with all three is I expressed colostrum before I ever went into the hospital to have the babies and froze it. And 
whenever I started getting stressed in the hospital about being not being able to nurse, not getting them to latch, I knew that I had frozen colostrum there so that they wouldn't need a bottle. And it made it easier for me to calm them down to try to get them to latch in the hospital. So I tried to start off at the very beginning with not a crutch, but something to help. That is genius. That is genius. I have never heard of frozen colostrum before. Oh, really? I read it in Ina Mae Gaskin's breastfeeding book. <laughs> See, of course you did. She's a genius. Oh, my gosh. My mind is just blown right Why now. Why did I not think of that? <laughs> well, the, the nurses were super, super supportive of that. And actually, with my last one, she's a little bit more high needs. And I was able to tell them, yes, please take her to the nursery so I can get two or three hours of sleep. Here's the colostrum. Do whatever you got to do with it. I'm going to rest for a few minutes or, well, for a couple of hours. But that's that's what I try to tell any new moms is you all you need are the little bitty medicine syringes. And I'd fill mm -hmm. up about, oh, this is over the course of a month, but I'd fill up about probably five of those and freeze them and then take them to the hospital in a little frozen pack. And it, as odd as this sounds, I would actually just stick one under my breast and let it thaw out and get my body temperature there. And yeah. then just shoot it in their mouth when they're crying just a little bit at a time. And it mm -hmm. starts calming them down. And then you can get them to latch a little bit better. Oh my I gosh. love that. <laughs> I'm, now I'm just angry that I didn't think of that before. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that is so, so smart. If you had one takeaway. Well, yeah. it wasn't my idea. It's Ina Mays, and I totally, totally <laughs> took that from her book. But it, it has made, it made a huge difference in the hospital. At least I knew my babies didn't get formula in the hospital, which is yeah. what I was shooting for, is for them to not get formula. That is so smart. That is so smart. Oh, awesome. Well, if you had one takeaway to take away from this episode and you didn't get anything else, take away that. that yeah. That's genius. Genius. <laughs> All right, mamas. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for being part of our show today. If you're a member of the Boob Group Club, then be sure to check out the bonus content for this episode. We're going to discuss what moms should do if they feel like breastfeeding just isn't working out and they need to supplement. So for more information about our club, you can visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So before we wrap up our show today, we have another segment that we do called Mama Hacks. And we're always looking. This was actually a, a segment that was inspired by a listener that was um, sending us like little tips when she would pump for her baby. She's like, hey, your listeners might be interested in this. This is what I do. And I thought we have to make a whole segment out of this. So it's called Mama Hacks. And so if there's something that you do when you're breastfeeding your baby or you're pumping for your baby or like a little trick, a little hack that just makes the process work a little bit more easy for you, send those in. 
again. So we have one. And this was actually a response. If you guys have heard of the Smart Mom app, this is an app that I use and I hop on there when I have general questions that I just want to ask other moms about and I don't want to like post it to Facebook or whatever. Uh, it's a free app, but it's really great because there's a bunch of moms on there and you can post whatever. It doesn't have to be just breastfeeding related. It can be about, you know, you can be pregnant and post questions, but it's all moms that have fairly young kids and you can post whatever your question you want and then other moms just kind of chime in. So if you're looking for that mom to mom support without having to go to a playground, like this is a really good idea. So we posted, you know, some questions there and Jackie K said, this is her mama hack. She said, when pumping, I use a little nipple butter to help with friction. She said she also drinks tons of water to help her produce more as well. And I think that is so, so smart. And I just wanted to kind of throw it out there to our mamas. Uh, have you ever used nipple butter? Has that helped at all in the process? I know we have some pumping moms here. Graham? I actually don't use nipple butter. I use coconut oil and I keep it in the fridge so it is nice and cool when I put yeah. it on. And it feels so good. But yeah, I would totally use a nipple butter. Just, <laughs> it just sounds kind of yummy. Sounds doesn't awesome. It? <laughs> it really does. I know, right? Uh, Shelly, do you use anything like this when you're pumping? Uh, coconut oil, actually, just like Graham. And I didn't think to put it in the fridge. And that does sound really wonderful, actually. <laughs> I'm definitely doing that from now on. Yes, just nice and soothing, right? Yes. Absolutely. Well, this is a great mama hack. Jackie, thanks so much for sending it in. If you guys have a hack that you want to share with our listeners, we would love to hear that. You can email us through the contact link on our website at newmommymedia.com. The best way, I think, to submit for these types of segments is... Again, go to our website, but there's a gray banner on all the pages for our website that says send voicemail. And you can actually use the microphone on your computer to send it that way. And that way we can hear your voice because I love I love getting these stories, but I really want to hear, like literally hear your voice. It just brings your story to life so much more. So if you want to submit, that's the best way to do it through our website. All right, that wraps up our show for today. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for expecting parents, newbies for newly postpartum moms, parent savers for moms and dads with toddlers, and twin talks for parents of multiples. This is The Boob Group, where moms know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. 
Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.